Hello, welcome to the Inside Cross Country Skiing Podcast by the British team. We're here today in the team van, so it might be a bit noisy, but we're here with uh, Andrew Young. How are you doing, Andrew? Yes, I'm good. Hi. And Arn Olav, we're genius. <laughs> How are you doing, Arno? I'm doing well, driving the car. Arno's the uh, driver today, but he's also um, the team physio. We can't distract him. We asked, he has to pay attention to the road. So we're doing the podcast and he's making sure we don't crash. So, um, so Youngie, uh, tell us a bit about the, the program for today then. What's the, what's the plan? So the program for today was we got up very early, um, had breakfast at the hotel in Davos, got in the team van, and now we are somewhere in Germany en route to Dresden. Um, and then everybody's like, what? You're going to Dresden on the Monday? So either we're absolute idiots or we're complete geniuses. I because think, I, I think this could be either or. Yeah. Like there's a 50-50 chance here that we have screwed this up royally or that we have just been like the smartest people there's ever been. Yeah. But we're definitely being the smartest though, as right. always. Um, but yeah, it was amazing snow conditions in Davos. Uh, most, like almost all the trails were groomed, right? Yeah, pretty much all the trails. And when we were driving out in Davos, the sun was just rising up over the mountains. Glorious blue sky. And now we're in Germany. It's great. And uh, how are the snow conditions in Dresden? Is there snow in Dresden? <laughs> I don't think there is. No. I don't think there's snow in Dresden. So it's going to be some uh, good roll skiing for us and running, I guess. Yeah, roll skiing, running, and. Um, Resting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the week before race, we don't actually do that much training anyway. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I well, I think we should go back a year though to talk a little bit about why we're going a week before. Because if we go back a year, the World Cup program was almost the exact same as this year, as this 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 week um, that we've got now, where we raced in raced in Davos and then. The following weekend we raced in Panitza and it was also a sprint weekend with a individual sprint on the Saturday and a team sprint on the Sunday. And that's the same as what we have coming up in Dresden now this weekend. Um, and last year in uh, Panitza, we sucked. Like, I, we were awful. I mean, it was like one of our biggest goals for the year and we had like big expectations for this race. And we've been good in Davos the weekend yeah. before. And we were so bad. Like, none of us made it to the finals, to the quarterfinals in the and sprint. And the team sprint was awful. And the oh. team sprint, well, we were quite unlucky with team sprint. Oh, yeah, but even so, like, we were not going, we weren't good enough. Yeah, like, we were no. just awful. But actually, we can t- say what happened in team sprint, because that was a bit of an experience. Well, with the snow? Yeah. Yeah, it just started dumping it down with, like, this thick, wet snow. It, like, stayed up on top of the track like a thick layer of glue. And, um... And on team sprints, so the two fastest time, two fastest from each semi-final go to the final, and then six lucky losers. So of course, the first semi-final was really, really fast, and eight teams went from there, and then only the best two teams from our semi-final um, went. So like, yeah, we yeah. were we were like minutes slower than the first heat, so it was impossible for us to go through. But anyway, yeah, because we were awful in Panitza last year, in kind of the season review and evaluation of why were we so bad that weekend when we were planning to be good we thought that maybe we'd been up at altitude in davos that time for three weeks and then gone straight down to the race 
and I remember the day before on the race prep, we came down on the Thursday and we did our race prep session on the Friday and we felt amazing. Like we were on fire and then the races came and we were awful. So the kind of thought is that maybe coming down from altitude um, so close to the races or only two days before the races, we kind of had a bit of a, an effect and it's individual different people's effect on how they react coming back down from altitude. Some people struggle uh, for a few days, some people don't. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah the, the this, year we, this year we just decided to do something different because what we did last year did not work. Yeah, the, because the theory, I think, is that after after two days you get a little, you get a bit better because you've gone down from altitude, but then your body starts to readapt and then you get worse for a couple of days and then you peak again uh, ten days later. Yeah, and then also the other thing is uh, sprinting is maybe something different because altitude obviously we move a little bit slower because to keep the heart rate down when we're going easy and there's not been that much sprint work maybe if we come down for a week before uh, or not a week but five days before we can get in some good quality speed sessions and kind of get the body firing a bit quicker before racing on saturday so this could work but at the same time we're not training on snow this week yeah. so but at the same time i think sometimes it's good to do a bit of roll skiing because you you get you get that like uh super responsive ground like so to do speed is actually quite good on roller skis i feel that's true because you get the response from the poles the response from the tarmac um and also don't forget about the conditions in dresden we know they're going to so that's that's our gps if anybody was interested in that <laughs> we've got this boys band uh, voice with the gps <laughs> um yeah, the snow conditions in Dresden, uh, they're going to salt the track, so it's going to be a super hard, firm track, um, and that's quite like raw skiing. 400 meters, exit um. ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the raw skiing will be good training for Dresden. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like one of the other reasons why we're going to Dresden so early is because, so now we're going to Dresden, we get to the hotel, we go straight as soon as we arrive before we check in the hotel we get uh, driven to uh, the hospital to do a test covid test and then um, and then we have to stay then we are able to check in the hotel we have to stay in our rooms until we get the test results yeah and the test results can take up to 24 hours yeah up to 24 hours and um our nutritionist nigel he's already uh, he's already up there um uh, in Dresden um, and so we've been speaking to him this morning uh, he's getting everything sorted for us there he's kind of our man and man in advance our advanced party and he's saying that it's extremely strict uh, that we will be put in our rooms and we are stuck in the room for until we get the test results back so we are not allowed to exit the room our bedroom uh, and we have to be in there you can't even go for an evening jog or anything like that so it's 24 hours we just have to chill in our room and do nothing uh, we get our food delivered to us and so that's obviously a benefit to come and get that out of the way now, Monday to Tuesday, instead of having to do that on Thursday night, like when you want to do race prep and stuff on Friday. I'm looking forward to seeing all the guys coming down on Thursday and doing the race prep, running laps around <laughs> yeah. their beds. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be that's gonna be an interesting one because normally all the teams come on the Thursday. Yeah? So we'll see if they have planned ahead and come on the, on the Wednesday. But, yeah, yeah we'll Nigel see. even said, I spoke to Nigel on the phone earlier and he said, uh, it was good we came early and he'd spoken to the organizers and they didn't understand why other people hadn't come early because uh, he said um, he said that he'd heard the corona test could take up to 48 hours when there's big 
uh, lots of people coming. So that's Thursday night. You're going to be pushing it to get the race uh, start on yeah, Saturday. Imagine that. That would be nuts. If some people cannot start the race because they haven't had a COVID results in time, yeah. that would be quite the quite the event. But I, I think I think the organisers here seem to have everything under control and uh, we've certainly got everything planned and we're going to be there um, yeah, on time and get our get our test done. Hopefully everybody's negative, but we've all tested in, in Davos on Saturday evening and everybody got the results on Sunday evening that we were negative. So, um, yeah, we're all uh, hoping, yeah. fingers crossed, that we're all still good. But yeah, so the hotel should be a sort of bubble, but at the same time, everybody's still eating at the same in the same room with like it's a buffet so you would imagine that like touching the same spoons and stuff is not yeah. it's not so so great so uh, yeah it reminds me a bit of what happened in Tour de France actually uh, that's what the oh Giro d'Italia yeah it? Giro d'Italia where, where, where the teams were eating at a buffet and so some corona corona spread so obviously they're being really strict about that and wanting to keep that out of the way but that's also why we've got um, our man in advanced, uh, Nigel, um, is coming out for this one because we knew about the buffet, we knew about the situation there, and we, um, yeah, yeah, we didn't we, think it was good. We enough didn't for think us. it was good enough for us, so we brought our own nutritionist who's gonna do um, once we get out of this quarantine before we get our results. Uh, we're gonna eat all our meals in his room. Um, he's got with him a multi cooker, a rice cooker. Um, kettle, coffee machine, uh, everything like that. So and a bunch of uh, extremely good recipes. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but I tell you what, maybe this week what we could do is actually um, we could maybe film some of the recipes, like Nigel talking about them, put them out on the on the Instagram page. That could be an interesting few stories. And yeah, Nigel can maybe explain a bit about cooking in uh, with minimal facilities. Yeah, for sure. And Nigel has been uh, has been working with a lot of uh, pro cycling teams. Uh, including Sky and uh, EF, so uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of knowledge on uh, performance and uh, how to to eat well to perform well. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll, to have, have, to get, uh, we'll yeah. have to get him on the podcast as well. But um, this week, obviously, his main aim is about keeping us Corona safe and um, well fed um, before before competing. So I'm looking forward to it. We haven't seen Nigel all year because of the restrictions, so I'm looking forward to working with him again, and I'm looking forward to getting some of his cooking, even if it is only multi-cooker and rice cooker, but I think um, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Should we um, should we talk quickly about the races in Dresden? So it's sprint and then team sprint. So uh, in the two different days, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, and both of them freestyle, so that's uh, good for us. Yeah, and we've done pretty good the last two years. Uh, yeah, you had the... Last three years, even. Semi-final last year. Yeah. Um, I've been really good in the prologue here before, but I haven't come out of the quarterfinal yet. Um, and then the team sprint we've had. Only finals. Three oh, finals. Three finals from three yeah. years. Yeah. So. So um, we're eight, six, and eight. Eight, six, and eight. I yeah. think. Yeah. So. Um, so th- this I time. Think, I think yeah. we have to have a goal of the podium. Ah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, every year is definitely a goal of the podium, but this year we don't have the Norwegians, don't have the Swedes, don't have the, the Finns. But I mean, there's still some. The Russians are going to have an awesome team. Depending, I mean, they have about five different teams they could put in that are going to be good. Italians, Italians are French. going to be good. French are going to be good. Swiss are going to be good. Americans are going to be good. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we're we're going to talk about this later. But actually, it's still 
super hard because the level in World Cup is so tight. It's still very difficult to do a good result. Yeah, and even when the Scandinavians, especially on here. this course in Dresden, because it's a tight like this is sprint racing and like sprint sprint. It's not yeah. like. Uh, uh, you know when you do the sprints in Norwegian Cup or Norwegian Champs, whatever, and it's like almost five minutes long. It's a yawn. Everybody just goes in a line and waits for them to like, and it's just the, oh, that's not sprinting. This is city centre, tight, fast sprinting, flat course, and like certainly when I've raced here, it's been all out all the way. And um, then I think it really closes the field up, especially the fast conditions. It's always fast with the salted snow here. I think the team sprint's gonna be really tight and really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And if you stay on your feet, then we'll get a podium. Yeah, because last year, actually, first year I crashed. First year you crashed in but, the semi But we made it, we made, we made it, it to the, the final. final. And last year I crashed in the final when oh, we were feeling so good. So that was disappointing, but yeah, this year, this is a good one. I can feel it coming. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, right. I think we have to do a bit, have to talk a little bit about Davos. Yeah, that um, was a that was a cool weekend. Arnolf, what do you say about the weekend in Davos? Eyes on the road, eyes on the road. <laughs> oh fuck, uh, yeah, awesome weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing more to say than that. No. I have to focus on driving. I know that cannot do two things at the same time. We were playing a music quiz earlier where you had to guess the name of the song and the name of the artist. And Arnold <laughs> forgot, <laughs> he forgot how motorways work whilst he was playing the music quiz. So we were just driving at 60k an hour behind this lorry because he forgot he was allowed to overtake and he was yeah. too, too focused on trying to do the, do, do, do the music quiz. Linking okay. Park, Linking Park. Okay guys, Davos. Davos weekend, yeah. Um, Oh, where should we start then, Jimmy? I think. Uh... I mean, I'll start because uh, yeah, it was uh, so uh, started with a um, good sprint. Uh, both of us qualified as uh, second in our heats. Um, oh, we both qualified from the prologue first. Yeah, right? for sure. That's I mean, a... uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I pushed so hard in the prologue. Yeah, you took a long time to recover. I saw you. <laughs> yeah, I felt so sick. It was unbelievable. Um, and I was, I was, I was 17, so it's not like so much different than the previous results that I've done. But there's one thing we were so talking I didn't think... about after the race. Now, before we go, I am all for following the government advice and um, everything, all the medical advice on wearing masks. But when you've just done a max prologue and you feel like you're about to puke and you have to put your mask back on, oh, it's not a nice feeling. Horrific. Oh, I know, like breathing the sweaty air, oh. going, oh, and trying not to puke. Yeah. And you can't leave, it's not like you can leave the finish area and go off on your own because you have to come back for the heat selection. So yeah. you're just chilling out in the finish area, trying to recover, breathing through your, oh. But it's like, have you ever tried putting something in your mouth when you feel sick? But that's exactly how it feels having a mask on because it goes out in and out of your your mouth when it's you're like... It's still hyperventilating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was horrific, yeah. But anyway, going back to the prologue. Prologue, uh, yeah. Super good prologue by uh, Young Yi. Yeah, eighth. Yeah. So, um... But well, you were you were sixth last year? I was sixth last year, yeah. So, so yeah, pretty standard. Second. I was, the uh, last two years I've been... And it was uh, the same, same prologue winner as last year as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was Chenna one, yeah. Yeah. And we should probably mention our teammate, Andrew. 
38, I think, yeah. He, uh, he was obviously a bit disappointed because uh, he'd done so well in Ruka that he thought he would uh, be able to qualify today, uh, that day, but uh, yeah. didn't, didn't work out for him, but uh, yeah. Did good in distance. But so. we were talking about it. Like, we've done some three-minute efforts and stuff with him in training. And he almost gets faster the more tired he gets. So yeah, we yeah. think he should just go and do like a 10k test race before a sprint, and then he'd be faster in the sprint. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, good of him to actually do the sprint. Yeah, because yeah, that's like, true. I'm always I'm always so annoyed with distance gears because they 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 actually some of them are actually pretty good at sprinting, but they just like decide. Oh, I'm I'm terrible at sprinting. They get to that age. It's about 26. They get to that yeah. age about 26. And, oh, I'm old and slow, and I hate sprinting. It's like Muzzy won the Norwegian champs in sprinting, and then two years later he decided he's not good enough to sprint, and then doesn't do any sprint training, and then becomes then he actually does become, become old and slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we love him. We won't make that much. We won't yeah. make any. He's, we're done making. I know. But I said good of him to race. So uh, yeah, he. He tried it, it didn't work yeah. out, but um, yeah, next time. Uh, quarterfinals, I chose quarterfinal one. Um, when I chose it, I was expecting one of Pellegrino or Chanova to choose uh, quarterfinal one, but they both chose quarterfinal one, so I ended up with a very hard quarterfinal. Uh, you chose quarterfinal two. Yeah. You with Bolshinov, Bolshinov, Furger, Hamilton. Furger, Hamilton. Melenchenko. Melenchenko as who well. Was six in the, six in the pro. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a two very tough uh, heats. Well, they, were the, they were the two hardest heats by yeah, far. Uh, yeah. of and the, we like on, of the names on the heats. Yeah. Let's be clear of the names. There were yeah, some fast sure. times and some surprises from the later heats. But from the kind of track record, the two first heats were the hardest heats. And it's it's funny because we, me and uh, Andrew, were like certain that. Heat one and two were going to be four lucky losers, or yeah, either, one, either either one, he, either heat one or two would be the lucky losers. Yeah, four people to go through. Yeah, yeah. but um, but it didn't happen. Didn't happen. My heat. Uh, there was a big crash on the first time through the stadium. Um, I just caught it out the corner of my eye. I just kind of saw that someone went down, and um, yeah, managed to stay on my feet, squeeze by on the inside. And from then on out, I lost a few, lost some ground on Pellegrino, who'd escaped the crash, and it was just trying to hunt him down and get back in his slipstream. And in the end, I could actually chill out a bit over the last finish straight and qualify for the semi-final in second. Um, and then I watched your quarterfinal. You had a good one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I just knew Bolshunov was good, so I just stuck to him and didn't let him go, and uh, he dragged me to the finish. So uh, yeah, but yeah. you guys were queer over third and fourth. It was queer. Yeah. Com- comfortable. Yeah, because I didn't do any work. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was good, good, good tactics uh, for once by me. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, then and we're then, in the same semi-final. Yeah, that was uh, super exciting. We've never been too. Uh, never been too rich in the semi-final, yeah. and never in the same semi-final. No, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a new one. New one. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, surprisingly, in Davos, I was quite good at the start. For being like normally at the start, I'm fifth or sixth, and I was yeah. oh, I'm fifth or sixth. I'm too slow to react. But in Davos, I had a good start in the semi-final, got a good position, and Pellegrino and Bolshinov wanted to go fast, so yeah, went with them. Yeah, and uh, you had Pellegrino, I had Bolshinov. Yeah. And then the uh, corner, and yeah, we we got dragged to the finish, and uh, unfortunately, I was just 
0.3 of a second too slow. Yeah. Um, and there's a young you, you made told it. Me, you told me afterwards that going through the lap, through the stadium, I was really worried about someone attacking from behind, especially uh, you, James, and um, Roman Shad. I thought, okay, these guys are going to want to attack here. I need to go out and block them. Um, and so I went out to the side and took on some of the headwind myself. But you said actually that made a, a, a bit of a gap to you and didn't help your situation yeah, so well. Yeah, no, no. So, um, yeah, so then you may end up missing out on Lucky Loser by... Yeah, I mean, the, when it's so close anyway, you can overanalyze. Like, this 0.3 of a second you can earn everywhere. Like, there's so many places where you can gain that small... A gap so uh, yeah I didn't I didn't make it to the final but still satisfied with the eighth place which is my best result uh, in the World Cup yeah. uh, and like it feels nice to, to be fighting for the final you know like okay I didn't make it but I was I was very close to making it so uh, yeah that was uh, that was good and uh, and then I ran back to the hotel to watch the ra- the end of the race and then I had to run back from the hotel back to the stadium because Youngi managed to get on the podium and that was super exciting. It was a really fun or it was a fun day. The final was really hard. Um, Pellegrino had obviously he decided he was going for it and was not going to take. He was not going to carry anyone round to the finish straight. He just wanted to go for it. So I think it became just a competition of the who was least tired. And Pellegrino was freshest, Bolshinov was second freshest, and I was third freshest. And um, the other guys were tired from their second semi-final, which was also quite fast. Had a shorter break at altitude. It's always going to be an advantage in the first semi-final. And that you know, was good tactics by me from the heat selection and good tactics through the day. And got, got through into third place there, and that's my second ever sprint podium. So I was pretty, pretty pleased. And... Yeah, five years since my last uh, sprint podium. Yeah, uh, he's back. I'd I'd almost given up on sprinting and being back on the podium. So, and okay, we can talk a lot about the Scandinavians not being there, but when you look at the guys who are in the in the final, it's pretty. Yeah, Pellegrino wins World Cups even when the Scandinavians are there. He's beaten Clavo before. Bolshinov, no surprise that he's on the podium. Yeah. Um, Rettivik Rettivik was bronze third, yeah. uh, uh, Seyfeld world champs in skate sprint and Juve was Juve fourth has he was uh, fourth at Seyfeld fourth at Seyfeld he has eight podiums in world cup um, and then we had Valerio Grong who was a surprise he was a surprise because he uh, is too, he's too fast yeah maybe even yeah. last year junior first year yeah I mean that was a super super good effort by him yeah big surprise and um, you know hats off to him that yeah. was a the Swiss always turn up in Davos, and he turned up and delivered an awesome race. Uh, and I think you know he was the youngest guy in there by quite some, quite an old uh, final. Pellegrino's 90, Bolshinov 96, I'm 92, and Gleb and Juve are 91. No, no, Juve's no, 93 or four. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, quite an old uh, for sprinting as you know, the one he was a young guy born in 2000. For sure. So. Um, he was the big surprise in the final, um, yeah. but the level of the other guys is still very high. So I think, yeah, being at that and level I, and coming on the podium, if I can get myself through the quarterfinals and other sprints, I'm still going to be able to fight for yeah, top top 
uh, positions. For sure, and it's like it's like sprint. So Shanova crashed. That's, Mahi, you that's, crashed in my heat in heat one. Yeah. That that happens. So uh, yeah, that's just that's just the way it is. And I think what was super cool is that okay, you got that opportunity and you you managed to seize it, and that's the most important. So in any case, it's like there were a lot of pretenders for that third place. Yeah. They were super good. And they didn't manage to seize that opportunity. So yeah, hats yeah, up Hamilton, to you. Hamilton, Simi, who was in the final last year, out in the quarterfinal this year and stuff like that. You know, there's lots of yeah. lots of really good sprinters that, that, that uh, yeah didn't make it to the final. So uh, for sure, yeah. Definitely, I'm pleased with how how pleased with the race. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was so awesome day. Awesome day uh, on Saturday, and then uh, awesome day for the team. You know, PB for yeah. you, podium for me. Um, the skis were fast, the, the waxers were really pleased, um, and obviously it's kind of a reward, like once everybody on the team works hard, Arno's working hard, um, driving the van around and massaging <laughs> yeah. every now and then, um, and like, it's just a bit of a, yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah really a, happy day for the team. Yeah, 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 for sure, everybody was smiling, and yeah, it was, it was great, but um, should we talk? Briefly about Sunday. Yeah, we can go through the distance race. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting start list when you were starting 30 seconds in front of uh, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never started uh, between the seated. To be able to explain how it works, the start list because it's oh, so it's complicated. complicated. I don't even really know. Hans yeah. Hans says he knows, but <laughs> yeah. He, but does he really? Uh, so usually I'm I don't have so good fist points, so usually I start at the back. But uh, yesterday I had pretty good fist points, or no, I had pretty good ranking, which meant that I started between the seeded guys, so the top uh, 30 in the distance yeah. race, the distance... Uh, top 15. Top 15 yeah. in the uh, distance cup. Yeah. Uh, so um, I started 30 seconds in front of Muzzy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was... Uh, but you said that... Um, Uphills weren't so good, but you were skiing fast on the flats and the downhills. Yeah, or just on the downhills, because I, <laughs> I got um, muzzy on the first downhill. Yeah. Uh, so that's like 2k. I had the fifth time on that downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, second downhill, I had a American dude. Um, Ian Tortilla was. Yeah, it? it was. Yeah. I don't know actually. How did, is it Tortilla? Tortilla, I think. Tortilla. And. Um, and then on the last uh, downhill, I had Bolshunov. Yeah. And what's hilarious is that I managed to, I got a better time than him on the last downhill because I was behind him when we went past the 13. Yeah, the 13K split yeah. point. Yeah. And then at the finish, I sprinted and I sprinted beside him. I didn't actually go faster than him, but on yeah. that section, I went faster. So, so I had the 13, best time from 13 the last to 15K. 2K, yeah. You're the fastest skier yesterday. Yeah. And oh, I that's was, pretty cool. And on the rest of the race, I was definitely not the fastest. But that's a cool section year. though, because that is a technical downhill, and it is it's fast. Like, yeah. And um, okay, yesterday it wasn't so icy with fresh snow. But like, if you've ever done that downhill in the ice, like on icy conditions, it is fast. So like being the fastest on the Davos downhill, that's a little bit of uh, yeah. you're smiling pretty wide now. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, but. Um, Going back to actual results, because I'm not much of a distance skier. Um, Muzzy was six, and Muzzy you were fifteen. And I was fifteenth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty good day. Pretty good day. Um, 
I should probably at this point send a message to uh, Yevgeny Belov from Russia. I'm pretty sure he does not listen to the <laughs> podcast. If there's anybody out there who speaks to Yevgeny Belov, um, you can apologize to him because uh, he came out after 5k when I went out the start and he was definitely expecting me to do some work on that train and I politely refused. Um, so I learned some new swear words in Russian. Uh, I don't know I can repeat them here in the podcast, but there was a lot of um, hand gestures and uh, loud shouting at me from Russian coaches and Russian athletes, uh, or uh, Evgeny, uh, on the first 500 meters when he made me go to the front and I went to the front and proceeded to go very, very, very slowly. So he overtook me again and he dragged me around to the 10K mark and then I had to do the last lap. He went to the finish and I had to do the last lap on my own. So. I was pretty nervous about having to do the last lap on my own, so I wanted to save as much energy as possible for the last lap. Uh, and also, I was tired. Like I was really tired after yeah. the sprint. So um, I mean, when you've done, I mean, when you've done uh, four heats, that's oh, yeah. that's so hard. It's, it's like, a tough day. Okay, people think oh, 12 minutes effort in total. Yeah, but it's the ski testing in the morning, the yeah. warm up. Uh, then you've got a jog to cool down from the from the prologue. Then you have another 45 minute warm up, 40 45 minute warm up before the heat. Then I skied a bit between the the heat and the semi final. Yeah. Uh, I think like I didn't have my watch on the whole session, but if you go to the final, you're talking about about 30k of skiing that day, and you're talking from when you first test skis to when you get back to the hotel in the evening. It's about five hours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, what makes a good sprinter as well is managing to push max 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 on those three minutes yeah and that's like that's why muzzy who has probably like a more power than us yeah he he doesn't he's not as good as us in sprinting because he cannot he doesn't manage to push himself to on those three minutes as max as possible like yeah. when you see us after the sprint we're absolutely knackered like yeah, like you yeah. were after the prologue, yeah. we were almost puking and like, yeah. For like an hour or something, yeah. So, I mean, sprint days are tough and then to, I think part of it is motivation as well. Like, um, the day after, like, I knew I was tired and sprint, sprinting like we're going, talking about now, it hurts a lot. So the day after, when you're like getting ready to go and do a 15K, you've had enough pain for one weekend like it's really tough to yeah. make yourself go out there and hurt and so for me having Belloff come past and sticking behind Belloff for two laps meant that I only had 5k's at the end that were really hard instead of 15 where I'm pushing really hard and uh, I understand that Belloff probably is I'm not his favorite person in the world right now I get that but like I'm sorry I had to yeah. <laughs> stay behind and chill <laughs> Chill, yeah. Right. <laughs> Chill. It still went quite yeah. fast. Um, should we do like the results from uh, Paul Shunov managed to be twice on the podium? That's twice on the podium. I think that's the first time ever someone's double podium in, yeah. in uh, Davos. Maybe Nortuk did it back in the day, but normally we're not seeing people double podium in Davos because of the altitude. You yeah. can't recover quick enough. Um, that's one thing. So his sprint was good, uh, but his. 15k was unreal because he smashed everybody yeah. half a minute he won by that's and insane like, in Davos that's and insane Melanchenko he was second time of the day in 
in Ruka. So behind, it was two seconds behind Holland. So I do not think anyone would have been anywhere near Bolshinov. Anyone who's, I can't see any other Norwegians yeah. who would have been. Yeah, maybe someone between Melanchenko and, and Bolshinov, but no one was beating Bolshinov. He was unbelievably good. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was uh, fast. You skied 2K with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about the girls? Uh, Rosie Brennan won both races, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, that was super impressive as well. She is in good shape. In good shape. Um, and I think she's, I mean, she's shown good races in the past. Um, good shape taking a bit of a, a step forward this year and yeah you know she was good in Ruka as well fifth I think in Ruka in the overall um, yeah. and yeah step Scandinavians aren't here and she's just stepped up and took the opportunity took the opportunity grabbed it and gone fast yeah um, impressive impressive American weekend really both on the girls and the men's they had five guys in the heats in the sprints in the men's sprint yeah that is a good effort yeah, yeah. it's always good to see like uh, it's a new this year's a bit weird because we're not really hanging out with anyone else on the World Cup. Like we're just staying for ourselves and like we're locking ourselves in a room and trying not to speak to people. Um, but like the American guys, because we speak English, the Americans, Canadians, it's kind of like our Australians. Australians, of course. It's like our own little, um, what would you say, clique on the... Yeah, the, the English-speaking... English-speaking yeah. guys on the World Cup. So um, it's always good to see... Everyone that copies the, the English language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, corona uh, situation. Yeah. How did you feel this weekend? So for me, it was the first uh, first World Cup. So um, we were super careful on the British team. We've been, uh, yeah, we've not met anyone. Then we got everybody got tested. I thought it was a lot of people in the stadium for sure. Uh, yeah. Like normal World Cup, but everyone has been tested in that stadium yeah um they had this little um every time you went in and out of the stadium you had to get scanned yeah by some volunteers so i thought that was a bit silly because like yeah. they should have put some sort of machine that you scan yourself because especially as the we were just coming into, we were coming into contact with another person yeah. And they were scanning us with their and smartphones. And they were like, it took ages every time. Yeah, and they had to and come then, right up in your face yeah. to do it. Which so I, th I thought that was completely stupid. But anyway, uh, other than that, I thought it was, uh, yeah, Situation at the good. hotel? Hotel was fine, yeah. We were staying with the Frenchies and the uh, Austrians. So we didn't see them. Didn't barely um, talk to them. We didn't, we weren't at the breakfast. Uh, so we were lunch and dinner, we got served at the table. And uh, breakfast buffet. Yeah. We weren't at the breakfast buffet because we had our own rice cooker. Own rice cooker, which we made porridge in. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It was. A, I thought coffee it was, really... was served at the tables. And all yeah. That. yeah. But the the one thing I would say is like um, some some folk have said, oh yeah, but it's much safer on the Norwegian races. But like, how is it much safer on Norwegian races when you have? 200 people at the same time in the same venue and they've not been tested nobody's been tested yeah and nobody wears masks yeah and like people don't wear masks in Norway whereas everyone was wearing masks as much as they could uh, here at the races yeah even after uh, uh, sprint prologue when we're trying to try not yeah. to get masks on yeah Muzzy had a bit of an adventure when he tried to vomit after the the 15k, uh, 15K. And he had his mask on, and he was yeah had a bit of stress. You oh. can, I'm sure he's 
talked about it on the other podcast. Oh, he wrote something about it on Twitter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think, um, yeah, it was uh, pretty good, so... Uh, we'll... I, think, I think we've covered all topics. Um, we'll just check in with Arno Olav. How's the driving going, Arno? It's going well. We are soon two hours from Dresden, are we? Yeah, two yeah. hours, approximately. Looking forward to um, 24 hours quarantine in my hotel room. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, we'll, uh, we'll not let him speak too much, because otherwise uh, we're going to... Otherwise... <laughs> oh! <laughs> We're going to crash out of the road. Yeah, right. That's it for this episode, I think. Yeah. Right. Cheers. Thanks for listening.